Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Lisa McMahon, author of the new novel, The Forgotten Five, Map of Flames. Lisa is the New York Times and USA Today bestselling author of dozens of books, including the Unwanted series and the Wake Trilogy. Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Sure. If someone listening hasn't yet heard about The Forgotten Five, Map of Flames, your new novel, how would you describe the novel? It's uh, it's a new fantasy series for kids ages eight and up, and it's about five supernatural kids who are raised in a secret hideout on a tropical island. And it's not just any ordinary hideout. It's a criminal hideout. Their parents are supernatural criminals who escaped from civilization, uh, the big city of Estero, and they escaped about 15 years ago to this hideout, and they raised their families, and now these kids are there, and they're, in, they're uh, between the ages of 10 and 13, and all the parents are missing right now. When the book begins, seven of the eight supernatural criminals have left over the past three years. And the one parent who stayed, Lewis Golden, the father of Birdie and Bricks, two of those kids, um, he got sick recently and he has just died. So the book begins right after a funeral. And it's just the five kids remaining. And Birdie, the oldest, goes through her father's things and finds a note from him that says, Dear Bertie, I want you to go to Estero, find your mother, and tell her I did my best. And this is quite a shock to Bertie um, because, first of all, her father thinks that her mom is in Estero, which is the city where these supernatural criminals came from. And also... It's shocking to her that her father would suggest that she go there because she and the other children know that in Estero, it's against the law to be supernatural. If you're there as a supernatural person and you get discovered, you'll be deported or worse, imprisoned. So she knows what a risk it would be for her and the other kids as supernatural children to go to this place in search of the parents. But knowing that her mother could be there and that her father believes that she is, that makes her really want to take the chance. And I'm curious, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write The Map of Flames? This is such a great question. And for every other book I've written, uh, just about, not quite, but I've had a moment where, you know, something came together. For instance, with the Unwanted series, my kids came home from school one day and they had a letter from their teachers saying, we're so sorry, we have to cancel the arts classes at school. And uh, I remember feeling terrible for my kids and thinking, wow, you know, it, it feels kind of like you're being punished for being creative. And that brought on the idea of what if there really was a world where children were punished for being creative? And I said that out loud, and my son said, not just punished, sent to their deaths. And <laughs> of course, right? A fifth grader. Of so, course. 
that was how the unwanted began. Um, but I didn't have one of those moments for this series. It was more of, uh, you know, I'm a professional writer. I need to be thinking about what my next series is going to be. And toward the end of writing that unwanted series, I started to think, what do I want to include in my next series? I wanted to make something that was different from the unwanteds, but still have the same elements that children love to read about. So one of the things I knew my fans loved in the Unwanted series was the relationships between the characters. And that's so special to me that they got so much out of that. Uh, and that in the Unwanted, it's sort of a found family situation where you make your own family when your family, you know, disregards you. And it's a little, that's a similar theme in this series, but the setting is very different. The situation's very different. The world is a lot more like our world in The Forgotten Five. Uh, and uh, I remember thinking, okay, I need to come up with something new here. What do I want to see? And I knew I wanted uh, to do something with like parents who are criminals and how that affects the children. Now, these are supernatural criminals, and it's, you know, it, it's not, it's more of a fantasy than real life. Mm -hmm. But I just thought the dynamic there could be so interesting. How do these kids act when they know that their parents were basically chased out of town and they've done crimes? So that was something I wanted to include. And I also love the supernatural feature to make a world feel quite grounded, like it's very similar to our world, yet uh, there's something fantastical about it. Well, do you know at this point, is The Forgotten Five going to be a trilogy or a longer series? I hope to be, I hope that it will be a longer series, like The Unwanted's perhaps. Uh, mm -hmm. So far, I'm contracted for four books, and I'm already started uh, working on book three. So I hope it will take off and will find its readership. And if so, then uh, the publisher will definitely want me to do more. And I have plenty of ideas for this series. Well, well, when you were con contracted for four, did you sit down and, and map out those four novels before you started writing the first one, the forgotten, the um, map of flame? I, Flames? I don't usually do um, like outlines or synopses. <laughs> I, I, there's so many different kinds of writers, right? Uh, I'm sure you've talked to many who are very detailed and like to get all of the outline down and chapter titles and what happens in this chapter and what happens in that chapter. I kind of have a rough idea of where the whole series will end. I always know the end, but I'm not sure what's going to happen along the way. Just kind of, you know, aim for it. And I think that's my kind of creativity. You know, that's the way um, I tend to work best. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sure. Well, when you're writing a middle grade novel, are there specific guidelines that you have to keep in mind in terms of the readers? I mean, yes, there are (laughs) definitely subjects that are touchy like i wouldn't use a gun in in my middle grade books um i wouldn't have a character use a gun at all um you have to watch your language a little bit but other than that i mean if a if a child can experience something in real life they should be able to experience it in a book as well right well you are a best-selling writer for children. I'm curious, do you get a lot of fan mail from your readers? I do. It It's funny because I've been writing for about 14 years. And at the beginning, I was getting a lot more snail mail. And <laughs> lately, it's mostly email. But yeah, I do hear from my readers a lot. And I'm, a, I'm pretty active on social media as well, on my Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok pages. And so I'm hearing from kids a lot there too. And I really love that feedback. I love hearing what they liked about the story because that makes me think about that more and focus more on, uh, you know, working on that part of my writing aspect of it. That's great. Well, what was your initial writing journey that led you to writing and getting your first novel published? Well, it all began in fourth grade, (laughs) a little while ago. Um, And what happened was I was not a great student. I was just okay. And my fourth grade teacher gave us all an assignment to write a story. And he was going to choose the person who wrote the best story to go to something called the Young Authors Conference. And this was a one-day conference at a local college where one child from each class in school would get to go and spend the day with other writers and um, 
with a couple of published authors. And uh, I wrote my story and turned it in. And one day, Mr. Avink pulled me out into the hallway. And I thought I was in trouble because that's usually what happened when (laughs) I got pulled out into the hallway. And then he closed the door and I thought, "Oh, oh, man, I'm really in trouble. But then he said, Lisa, I just want you to know that I loved your story and I'm going to send you to the Young Authors Conference. You wrote the best story in the class. And that was the first time I had been the best at anything that I can remember. And it really impacted me. And I loved writing the story. And so I remember thinking and sort of floating, you know, down the hallway in the school thinking, I'm going to be a writer. And that was my goal. Uh, I wrote for years through school. I tried some poetry, which I'm terrible at, I've discovered. (laughs) But, uh, and then I started, after college, started to write some picture books and try to get those published. And back then, it was interesting because there was no email yet. Sure. There were no websites where writers could gather and share their work with each other and and try and help each other improve. So I was kind of, I felt very alone and I got a lot of rejections. And after a few years of rejections, I decided I just wasn't good enough and I would never be good enough. And so I quit writing for 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So I did some other jobs. I worked in a bookstore for 10 years. I worked as a realtor for seven. And by that point, my kids were seven and four. And we were moving from Michigan to Arizona. And I had to leave my job as a realtor. And I thought, maybe this is my chance to try this again. And so I began writing and wrote a couple of novels that never sold. And I got a lot of rejections for those, over a hundred between the two. And But this time I was looking at rejection in a different way. You know, I was thinking about rejection as an opportunity for someone to say no. That sort of gave me permission to ask the next person. And I just turned around the way I was thinking about rejection. And instead of taking it personally, um, taking it as an opportunity. And so I just kept going and I kept writing and I wrote that third novel. And that's what became my first book called Wake. That's great. Well, you said you don't write detailed outlines. What is your writing process? So when I'm starting a book, I'll have probably spent a couple days just thinking, um, at least a couple days, maybe weeks, sometimes years, (laughs) thinking about it back and forth, you know. Like with Clarice the Brave, one of my other books, that was years in the making. But uh, just to get the setting, I need to, to think. And so some days my my writing process is staring out the window and thinking, what does this setting look like? And who are these characters? And what, what makes them different from each other? So um, then I start writing where I feel like the beginning of the story is. And I almost always have a good intuition of where does this story begin for map of flames it it began after the father's death and at the moment when these five kids found themselves alone 
Uh, and that just felt like, okay, that's the right place to start this story because it is about the kids. It's about what they do now, next, after this terrible, sad event. Uh, so then as I'm writing, I, I just dive right in. You know, I write the first chapter. I write a sort of skeletal um, rough draft. So I'm writing short um, chapters that will eventually get filled out as I'm mm -hmm. advising over the next few months. But it's pretty. It's a pretty lean novel, my rough draft. I don't right. usually have to take anything out of my novels, though. It's it's always I never have to cut. I always have to add. So there's <laughs> I know there's a lot of writers who always have to to cut things back, and I just write very sparsely, and I always have to add to it. Gotcha. Well, what writing advice would you offer for listeners who are interested in writing their own stories and novels? I think one of the best exercises you can do to become a better writer is to take the book that you love to read, someone else's book that you love to read, that you maybe have read over and over again because you love it so much, and sure. you, you read it again even though you know exactly what's going to happen. And think about those moments in the book that you just, you get to and you're like, I can't wait to read this part. This is my favorite part. And I want you to take that little segment of that book and try to imitate the things that are happening in the story in your own story with your own characters. If it's a, a dangerous moment or maybe it's a friendship moment or maybe there's a little romance involved or something that just makes you love that section so much. And so try to imitate what you love in this book that you love to read in your own writing. That's great advice. What, what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? I just read a book by Joanne Levy called Sorry for Your Loss. And it's a book about a, a Jewish girl whose parents are funeral directors. And the funeral home is next door, and they work there, and she helps out at the funeral home as well. But she gets bullied because of it. You know, um, that's not very pleasant for her at all. And when the book begins, she meets uh, a boy who's has just lost someone. And she meets him through this funeral home situation. Uh, and she learns how to become a friend to someone who's just recently been through such a tragic uh, event in their lives. And I just found it so touching. Um, it just won a Sydney Taylor Notable Award, uh, which it totally deserves. It's just a beautiful book. And I just really loved it. Plus, it's funny, too, which you wouldn't expect from that kind of a story. Um, I've also, uh, I love Kelly Yang, who wrote Front Desk. Mm -hmm. I've been reading the books in that series or that family of books that she's got. She's one of my favorites right now. Uh, and I just picked up a book called uh, The Comb of Wishes, which I believe just came out a week and a half ago or so. And the author's name is escaping me right now, but... Sure. Uh, 
a comb of wishes or the comb of wishes, one of those two. And I just, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's on my footstool. <laughs> ready to dive into that one really soon. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novels? I have uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And the Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok are all under Lisa underscore McMahon. My Facebook page is uh, backslash McMahon fan. And my website is lisamcmahon.com. That, that's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with best-selling writer Lisa McMahon, author of the new novel, The Forgotten Five, Map of Flames. The book is available now, so go buy a copy. And Lisa, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much, Jeff. It was such a pleasure. Great. That's wonderful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.